Come, sit by the fire. Listen to my tales as the shadows dance and weave, and I weep stories of adventure, wonder, and woe. These tales could be short glimpses into lives of unlikely heroes, or epic yarns that span many sessions. Regardless, the nights can be long and dark, but you are always welcome to join me in the light of the flames and listen. Welcome to Stories by the Fire. What if you were lost, alone, and could not see? This is a circumstance that expectant mother Erin Dearborn has found herself in. Enveloped in a world of all-consuming darkness, she struggles to blindly find her young son, Evan, who seemed to plummet in this place of eternal night only moments before her. As she presses on, Erin becomes keenly aware that although she may be lost, she is not alone. Something in the abyss stalks her every move. Leaves and Shadows, Chapter 2, Darkness <gasps> A scream tore from her throat as she plummeted. Her hands clawed for the sides of the tube to halt her sudden, inexplicable momentum but she found no purchase. Only the hard plastic of the frictionless incline and the dead leaves that crunched beneath her grasping hands. The slide expanded to an impossible enormity just beyond the first bend. Wind rushed in her ears and blasted her hair from her face as her speed increased faster and faster. She plunged deeper into the darkness below. The slide suddenly leveled off and she pitched off its plastic surface. She remained airborne for only the briefest of moments before she crashed back first into an immense pile of an odd papery substance. It exploded outward on impact an instant before it avalanched back over her body, enveloping her in its shifting mass. Aaron laid there stunned as her heart climbed down from its terror-induced ride. What? What just happened? She panted and immediately gagged she sucked in the strange material into her mouth. She sat bolt upright and cried out as a jolt of lightning stabbed up her back. Her scream became a coughing fit as more and more stuff flew into her mouth. She collapsed into a ball, her throat clenching, her lungs racked in spasms, and stabbing electricity shooting up her spine. She cupped her hands around her mouth, forming an imperfect pocket of air. She hacked and retched against her palms trying desperately to reassert some sort of control over her breathing. She lay there for some time, lost in her pain and confusion, immersed in the darkness. Drool pulled in her mouth, trying to coerce her to vomit, but she spat it out into her hands desperately. She didn't care that the spittle splattered back against her face, as long as it did not recollect into her mouth. Finally, her consciousness wrestled back for control. It was impossible to tell how much time had passed. In the dark, the passage of time was incalculable. The enveloping material crackled and swished against her ears. She kept her eyes shut because she couldn't see anything but the blackness when she opened them, and the enclosing paper rubbed against her irises, causing her eyes to water. With only her sense of touch to orient her, she pulled her t-shirt over her face and slowly, tentatively sat up. Her back threatened to spasm again, but she froze and allowed the feeling to pass. 
and did so quickly. As she finally pushed herself up, she allowed herself a controlled, deep breath. Her shirt pulled against her mouth as she could feel the paper prison press in on her breath. She exhaled and the shirt pushed out and the paper reluctantly gave way. She reached up with one hand straight out, feeling the paper move and scratch against her arm's bare skin. Even with her arm fully extended, she could feel her hand completely covered. How deep is this stuff? She thought. As she regained her composure, several things became abundantly clear. She did not know where she was, nor did she know what was covering her. Without the ability to see, she had to wonder whether she would still be inside the stuff if she stood up. What if its surface was 10 or even 20 feet above her head? What if it didn't have a surface at all? A claustrophobic terror compressed her heart. Her breath quickened. She felt every morsel of paper hugging her body. Where am I? Where am I? She asked out loud again and again. Each recitation became more and more frenzy. Where am I? Where am I? Where am I? Terror fully gripped her as she threw herself to a standing position and grunted as her back ignited, refreshed with another dose of pain. She ignored it as she punched through the surface about chest height and breathed in. The air had a strong, pungent odor, but it was good to breathe in without flecks of who knows what flying into her mouth. She looked around and discovered to her dismay that the all-consuming darkness remained. There weren't any lights from the city or vehicles' headlights off in the distance. She looked up and found that there weren't any stars either. It was a blackness of night so complete that it had almost made her wonder if light would ever exist again. Am I blind? She thought. She waved her hand in front of her face. She couldn't see it, but she could feel the breeze it created. Aaron touched her face with cold fingers. Her face felt normal. She seemed unharmed, so what was this place? And why was it devoid of light? It was also completely silent. Aaron hadn't noticed at first because of the loud rustling of the paper next to her ears. Now that her head was free, she could hear nothing more than the sounds of the rustling paper beneath her, her breathing, and her heartbeat that drummed in her ears. In the oppressive darkness, it was rhythmic and loud. Where am I? Where did the slide take us? Suddenly, one thought pierced her disorientation with hammer-like ferocity. Evan! Where's my son? She thought wildly. Where am I? Evan! She shouted. Evan! Where are you, honey? She froze where she stood, straining her ears to listen for his response in the darkness. She held her breath and did not move. But she could still only hear her heartbeat insistently pounding in her ears. Evan did not respond. Or he can't respond, said the dark voice in her mind. The voice sounded odd this time. The voice sounded odd this time, but she couldn't discern why. She didn't give it more than a fleeting thought. Evan! Again, there was no answer. 
He must have landed somewhere near here, she thought. That is very logical of you, the voice said. Too bad for you. This is not a place of logic. How do you even know you ended up in the same place as your son? Shut up, she thought angrily. Her scream was met with silence. Then the unbidden voice whiplashed back with a harsh, No! A shiver of terror shot down her spine, and her back broke out into a sweat. She suddenly felt very cold against the night air. She asked out loud, Who are you? The dark voice in the back of her mind did not answer. Why? I don't care who you are. The defiance in her tone was lost as her voice cracked. I'm going to find my son. The voice in her head remained silent. She shook her head for being dumb. It was probably just her fear as given voice. You're arguing with yourself, Aaron. When you have more important things to do, like find Evan. Aaron probed ahead with her hands, searching the paper-like substance blindly for her little son. The material crunched delicately and crumpled in her hands as she felt the immediate radius around her. It's no use. All I can feel is... That was when the smell hit her. She recognized the old, musty, earthy scent of leaves. There had to be tons of them here, just collecting for God only knew how long. It was overwhelming once her olfactory sense grabbed hold of the aroma. The sheer enormity of the decaying fragrance choked her. Her stomach lurched as waves of nausea struck. She tried to take a deep, calming breath, but inhaling the rancid air made it so much worse. Her abdomen churned even harder, and there was no fighting it. She stooped over and suddenly pitched forward as a combination of vertigo and her pregnant abdomen yanked her off balance. She fell unceremoniously to her knees as bile spewed out of her mouth. It splattered in the leaves directly in front of her face as she plunged below their surface. Flecks of vomit smeared back onto her face. Disgusted, she jumped back in a fit of horror and fell onto her backside. More dead foliage enveloped her in its ever-present blanket. Well, aren't you a sight? The dark voice said, cruelly amused. She wordlessly contemplated whether or not to tell her to shut up again, but thought better of it. She didn't have time for that kind of banter with her subversive inner self. She needed to focus on finding Evan. He was her number one priority. She felt that such a monologue was pointless, given her current predicament. There was something else that made her uneasy about engaging the dark part of herself. Regardless of whether the dark voice was her subconscious giving her voice to her worries, or something far worse, Aaron was terrified of its response. Aaron knew that she couldn't control what it said, and it was taking all her self-control not to panic. She stood up slowly and dusted herself off. She did not speak at all into the dark, but she could sense something strange. If she had to give it a description, she would have called it cold amusement. She shook her head vigorously. Aaron, you're being stupid. 
She paused with her head cocked slightly as she listened for her subconscious to give any input. The dark voice remained silent. Evan! She called out again. The silence that answered her was heavy and foreboding. It weighed down on her soul, making it hard to breathe. She took another deep breath through fear-clenched lungs and shouted back into the darkness, Evan! Mama's coming! If you can hear me, call out to me! Or at least make some noise, honey! She paused, listening. Her voice did not echo. It almost sounded as if it died in the air as soon as she formed the words. She chided herself. You can't think that way, Aaron. It's not helping you. No, nothing is helping you. The dark voice answered her. Aaron shuddered. She clutched her arms and kept talking to herself, ignoring the other voice in her head. I'll just go in circles and sweep the area until I find him. And what if you miss him? The voice asked her. Then I'll keep looking, she answered through gritted teeth. And if you find nothing, he responded. She screamed with every bit of her breath. Then I will keep looking! The cold amusement blossomed further. She started to move forward in what she hoped was a circular pattern, probing her hands in blindly into the leaves. She was hoping beyond hope that she would find her son in this mess. As she searched, the darkness continued to weigh down on her, feeding on her despair and increasing it with every fruitless step. Evan! Her only answer to calling his name was a ch 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 of the rustling leaves as she waded through them. Mama's coming! Ch 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 Time crawled by with agonizing slowness. She felt every moment pass with increasing terror. She pleaded into the dark, Come on, baby, answer me. He cannot, the dark voice told her. Her frayed nerves snapped. Shut up, she screamed. Shut up, shut up, shut up. You're not even real. The dark voice asked, full of cold amusement. You don't think I'm real? My dear Aaron, what makes you think that you are alone here? What? She exclaimed in an alarm, whispered. She froze in her steps. Someone else was moving through the leaves, and whoever or whatever it was, the sound was getting closer. Hope mixed with terror for Aaron. It couldn't possibly see her any more than she could see it. It could be her little boy, but it sounded so much bigger. It could be someone far more sinister than she can imagine. Possibly the master of this dark hell. Paralyzed by her indecisiveness, she froze in place for a moment. Aaron shook her head and balked at herself. What are you doing, Aaron? I don't care if there's a devil himself. It's not going to stop me from finding Evan. But you do care, Aaron, said the dark voice. Are you certain that you would face internal damnation 
if you were not sure whether your son was still alive to fight for? Would you throw away your life and the life of your unborn baby on the possibility of someone else who is already lost? Aaron paused as she reeled from the mental jab. Was this her subconscious or something worse? Was it right? Was her little boy dead? In truth, she wasn't sure. She would face her own destruction for someone who was already dead. It was one thing to risk her life, but what about the life of her baby? But I don't know if Evan's dead, she told him herself. Yes, you do, the voice told her harshly. No, I don't, she screamed back in her mind. There was a momentary pause before the dark voice responded sarcastically. Then put your belief to the test. Call him again. She took a shuddering breath, knowing the only way to find out for sure was to call him. She called out hesitantly. Evan? Suddenly, the other beings started moving towards her at greater pace. She took a step backwards. Evan? She called out a little more frantically. The figure started moving even faster. Evan, is that you? No, not Evan, said the cold voice. It sounded exactly like the voice that echoed inside her head. Except this time, it wasn't coming from inside her mind, but from out in the darkness. It was coming from whatever was rushing towards her. This time, the voice sounded ravenous. Trapped in a world of leaves and ever-present darkness, Aaron finds herself in a desperate flight to escape a creature of pure malice. Does this mean her ill-fated quest is over before it began? Will Evan be another soul claimed by the shadows of this mysterious land? Who knows? Perhaps like life, not all tales are destined to reach a fulfilling conclusion we so desperately desire. Maybe this story by the fire will only leave you a little colder by the end. Look out and ponder the night surrounding our little blaze. Which is truly more powerful? The light snuffing out the patches of inky blackness? Or is it the ever-present dark looking to fill all the lightless voids, the true victor? This is a question worthy of further consideration at our next time we gather for stories by the fire. Thank you for listening to my story by the fire. I hope my tale stirred the flames in your heart in some sincere way. If you enjoyed this story, perhaps you might like other tales created by me, Christopher Chansey. My other podcast, Theater of Heels, is a superhero adventure following fangirl hero wannabe, Erica Belfry, who found the world behind the mask was not what it seems. I also have the epic fantasy podcast titled The Skies Embrace which follows the crew of the skyship, the Maiden's Arrow, as they navigate the perils of the clouds. All these tales and more are available on my website at ChristopherChancy.com and my YouTube channel. If you'd like to support my work, please consider joining my Patreon family at patreon.com slash ChristopherChancy. 
There you can get exclusive insights and sneak peeks into my work, projects, artwork, and novels, as well as get access to exclusive merch. As always, thank you for stopping by and listening. May the light of the flames always bring you warmth. Good night.